Uh, welcome everybody to the June 2011 podcast from MikeGarrigan.com. My name is Mike Garrigan, and I'm here today with my friend Rob uh, Jarosinski from Chicago. Say hello, Rob. Hey, hey guys. And uh, we're trying to <laughs> we're using FaceTime to do our, our podcast today, so we're trying to some new technology out today. So uh, hopefully you'll uh, forgive any um, technical errors, but I think it'll be good. But anyway, we're giving this a try, and uh, welcome, Rob, to the show. Um, so for, for my listeners out there, um, can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and, and how you know me and, and just about your music, too? Sure. Yeah, no, I've uh, I've just been a long-time uh, listener, obviously, since uh, since your, even your initial collapses days. And then mm-hmm. uh, after joining uh, Athenaeum and then some of the solo things that you've done afterwards, just always been fond. And uh, I think it was sometime in 2008. Uh, I had reached out to you and uh, j- just more was going to give it a shot to just see if uh, you'd be interested in working with me. You know, I had one or two or, you know, a collection of songs that I turned into an EP around that time mm-hmm. uh, that was called uh, Light of Day and uh, was just looking for, for some more guidance and someone who could kind of mentor me and also act as a, as a producer. And yeah. you were obviously very uh, kind enough to, uh, to respond. I, I think hopefully maybe you saw a little bit of uh, some potential in the uh, the music that I sent sent your way, and we kind of started the songwriting process after that, and uh, or this year we we finished a uh, finished a full length uh, full length uh, album. Yeah, it's called Umbrella Spokes, right? Right, right. Yeah, off of, off of one of the tracks. Yeah. Yeah. So tell tell everyone about your record. Yeah, it's it's really just been a, a collection of songs over the last few years that we've kind of pieced together, and, and two of the songs uh, mm-hmm. that that were uh, written actually out out there. Uh, I th- I think it was that was part of the fun was a. Uh, challenging uh at least myself uh in the in the space of time that we had while we were out there uh, mm-hmm. i think it was over the course of a week uh, we picked out one day uh to 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 do one or two songs that we were hoping to that would be good enough for the album and it turned out that uh, those two songs uh ended up being unfinished life and uh uh through the looking glass that uh, made the yeah. cut so that was that was fun but the other 10 songs have kind of been a slow evolution some that i brought brought to you mm-hmm. um to kind of uh, go back and forth with uh you know i i would do a verse mm-hmm. um yeah, you do a verse line something like that and then over the course of time we we'd end up with a with a, a decent uh, rough of a song yeah i just rem- remember really liking um working that way it was it was fun I'd, I'd heard the possibility of working via the internet and through mail but uh never actually tried it and then when the studio was built it sort of just naturally happened and it was a lot of fun because you know i think a lot of times when i do co-writing sessions it's sort of uh with the other person right there in the room some some ideas just don't happen that can't develop Mm -hmm. i mean i I had to show you exactly the full idea that i would come up with for say like a song like alchemy or or whatnot then you take it and make it your own and then we'd come back and kind of agree on on what would happen at the end so it was just a fun process for me i'm i think you liked it too so absolutely (laughs) yeah um let's see so we europe and chicago how how is it up there i'm brainy i don't know how's it up in uh, north carolina these last few weeks it's hot it's always hot Hot. here we 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 could use a little we could use a little heat and sunshine for sure yeah we have three seasons here it goes directly from winter to to summer and then there's a, a fall for a couple weeks here so um but yeah, the the point of of this podcast series is I'm I'm releasing a new album in, in a couple months and something I've been piecing together uh, in some of the same ways that 
we've worked on umbrella spokes. It's more like a, a more of a personal project that's been going on for about four years now, off and on, uh, in my spare time, and it's finally kind of done. Um, it's a little all over the place, but the record I'm calling it "The Return of Spring," and it's 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 a companion piece to two other records, uh, "The Lessons of Autumn" and "The Promise of Summer," which came out many moons ago. Um, it's sort of a natural thing for me to visit a season every couple years but uh anyway i wanted to bring on various guests and and debut music with them listening so i want to do that today but what's different from this show from the last one is that i also want to feature one of your songs from umbrella spokes too and we'll also talk about that so uh why don't we get into the first song uh the first song i want us to to hear and comment on is a a song called Alphabet People from my record. Uh, It's a little silly, but I had a good time recording it. So when we get into it, and then um, we'll talk about it after, after it plays. So here we go. This is Alphabet People. Tall, blondish teacher with a hair triggered temper Caught me stealing paper And it's pulling me apart The nubs from crayon caddies Exploding from my sinuses Like bullets flying sideways Whistling through the dark And the alphabet people Are coming The spaceship and the gardener Are landing In my backyard Fast food restaurant marquee is singing happy birthday. The accusations are true, and I don't know what to do. The matted felt lining of a German import car tames the pretty princess whining, all snotty and scarred. The alphabet people are coming. Spaceship and the gardener are landing in my backyard. Okay, that was Alphabet People. Oh, that's colorblind. Let me try that again. <laughs> uh, okay, that was um, Alphabet People. And um, what I ask my guests is, after they hear a song for the first time, what are your impressions? Oh, I, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Playful. Um, you know, the first kind of thing that I thought of is you introduced me to an artist called uh, Tim Myers. Uh, yeah. When I was out there, and I, I kind of get that kind of folk rock mm-hmm. uh, Tim Myers vibe uh, from it. It's uh, it's 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 very fun and. You know, there's a lot of references. It sounds like to some some kid kid themes. It sounds like in there. Yeah, I think the thing with that is, is like the return of spring originally was supposed to be completely about my childhood, and um, 
it changed quite a bit over the course of the writing. And um, I got you there. I got a little glitch. <laughs> anyway, let me, let me start that again. Um, this record originally was about um, my childhood completely, and then I veered away from it, put some pop songs that I've been working on. Um, the track list had changed a lot, but last year I got the idea, what if I started from scratch and just completely rewrote it? And um, so I started doing some very focused writing lyrically. I wrote all the lyrics first for a collection of eight songs, and a lot of them weren't very, not not that they weren't very good, but they just were really kind of out there and had to bridle things in. And this one was just so fun that it just stuck around. It kind of rose to the top. It was just a, a good time, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, it's infectious. I can't, I can't help but just kind of, you know, nod along to it or, you know, it's a... Uh... No, it's a, it's a great track. Cool. And um, I got to use a vocoder on it, which was a lot of fun. I, I've always heard those on some 70s records, but it's literally where you take um, a vocal signal and run it through the synthesizer channel, and it sort of does the same thing that a wah-wah pedal does with your foot, except it takes your voice and does it somehow. Um, and I can never find a good spot for it on any project, but here it, it was so silly it just made sense, you know. Um, and who did, um, did you bring someone in for for the drums then? Or? I, I did the drums on this song. It was sort of my my debut of drumming. Um, I had, I've always just watched it in the past three years go down, and it is it is a hard thing to do. But this kind of drum pattern was just a kick and snare here and there, and a couple really well placed rolls. So I didn't have too much of a of a problem with it. There's also no cymbals or, or hi hat going on, so I only have to use half of one side of my body <laughs> to do it. But drumming is very difficult, um, and for the for the really difficult things, I'll, I'll call a real drummer. So, um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm glad you could uh, be a part of, of hearing that song and, and debuting it uh, to to the listeners out there. So, um, but anyway, why don't we talk a little bit about your track, uh, Colorblind? Um, next song we're going to listen to is Colorblind and I believe this song um, was one of the songs you had written well before we started working on, on uh, Umbrella Spokes, is that right? Yeah, I think the first time that you, you might have heard it was live uh, mm-hmm. actually, um, I came out and uh, you were kind enough to let me open for you and Mark at the uh, the evening news Yeah, and I remember you pulling me aside afterwards and then we, we ended with, my wife and I uh, Carrie and I ended, ended with Colorblind mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, you specifically said, "Man, I really, really love that song." So, yeah, it's. I think with next that and Constellation, the opener and, and that one are, are my two favorites of yours. I, I don't, I don't know particularly why I like them better than the stuff we've really like co-written together. But those two are just really exciting for me to listen to, and I've, I enjoyed being the producer on those songs a lot because I got to kind of present them the way I heard them. Um, like I, I like the idea of colorblind building from a single guitar to like the opus at the end it's just really cool um but why don't we play it so that our, our listeners out there can kind of um get a context for what we're talking about so this this next track is uh, colorblind hope you enjoy it See him colorblind I can't seem to make out My place in this life For the first time 
Everyone clamors, everyone yearns for light. So tell me it's all alright. Tell me it's safe by your side. Tell me the truth won't hide, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you everything. Plans to deceive, but nothing comes to mind. Vying for purpose, searching for reasons to come alive. And everyone clamors, everyone yearns for light. So tell me, it's all alright. Tell me. Oh.
I'll tell you everything. 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 I'll tell you. I'll tell you. All right, so that was Colorblind by Convergence by my friend Rob here. And uh, that was a song that, that, um, that I produced here at, at Two Egrets. And um, yeah, so t- tell us about that song. What is, what is that song about? What inspired it? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a good question that a lot of people ask um, when they hear it because it's a, it's a fan favorite too. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, the kind of the message that I get uh, from it a lot of times is, and my, my wife and I go, use it kind of as a phrase now, but it's about, it's kind of the, the concept of uh, when you're uh, telling someone everything's going to be okay when maybe necessarily you know that it's it's not going to be okay mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, giving them the hope and uh, the consolate, uh, consolation that it's going to be, it's going to be fine and, um, that there's a lot of trust there to, to for someone to believe that and and to be able to give that kind of advice. So now when when I when I do, when I do something like that, uh, my wife says, "Are you colorblinding me right now? Is that mm-hmm. what's going on here?" Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what we uh, uh, that's kind of what the what the song is is about. That's cool. I've always liked it, and it made me think of just a. It, it just has. It's really intense. You know, it's a really intense song, and um, production goes from like a whisper to as loud I don't think there's a song on the record that gets that intense ever and mm-hmm. then it just drops off into nothing which is just really cool I, I like songs that go from little to big and um, sometimes songs do that in between sections but this is just from zero to 60 and then it drops off at the end it's just really cool so I, I thought it was a fun way to to end the record too and mm-hmm. uh, you know I, I don't think a lot of times you'll see you know um, a CDs, you know what what the artist considers one of their favorite or, or best tracks, you know, right at the end of it, you know, you know, might be a, a risk putting it at the end, but I, I really, from the beginning, I always believe that it should be it should be at the end to kind of finish off the record. Yeah, I find that I like to put really important songs at first and last on a record um, to to give it some book ending, and, and sometimes I know this was the case with um, the Promise of Summer. And it's certainly the case with with the return of spring is that the first and last songs complement each other, so that everything in between can kind of be a, a coherent story or, or songbook at least, you know. And um, but yeah, for me the umbrella spokes does that completely. I feel like I'm I'm taking on a really cool tour of of, of your song collection. It's just a really great record and. Um, Thank you. No, thanks. Had a lot of fun making it over at, uh, at Two Egrets. Mm-hmm. And um, we brought in some, some players for that record. Um, I know Dale Baker played drums on, on the whole thing. Um, Wade Bainham from Durham, uh, who's a, a songwriter and, and performer and producer in his own right, played cello on it and did the strings for the record. Um, and I believe I did acoustic piano and some of the guitars and stuff, too. Um did you like working with those folks? It was cool. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, they're all cons- consummate professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I, I figured if I'm if I'm gonna you know do this, I better do it the right way and, and get get the right people to uh, to support me. And yeah. No, it, it it turned out to be a very professional product. If yeah. Anything. I just love Wade's. Um, he's got a good touch <laughs> into the cello. It's just very emotional. He tell him play something sad, and he he pulls it off, but not in a way that just you know stock. It just he does a good job. And and Dale is a good segue into the next song because Dale played drums on this next song of mine, but the presentation for for me uh, as a listener is totally different. You know, he's a very versatile player. Um, and the story behind this next song for me is that I wrote it, I think in two thousand and seven. So we're talking it was is a while ago, and I wrote a batch of songs, and they just kind of sat somewhere and didn't do anything. And then um, I pulled them back out in two thousand and nine to to prepare for this album and uh he came in and played brushes on on this song and, and i didn't anticipate it being a brush song but what he played was just really nice so um when we get into that this next song is called everything is new Tired of living on easy street With strangers stare as they stumble by They think I'm crazy cause I'm standing in bare feet And snow is falling from the hazy sky
Okay, that was Everything is New. And uh, it's a song, of course, from my next record, The Return of Spring. And um, while I was playing, we talked a little bit about it. But what are your impressions of that, that track? No, that's, that's a great riff. Love, yeah. love the track. Um, really creative way to come back into the, into the chorus itself. Um, when you get to it, it kind of it's it's kind of a counter chorus, and it's that's really right. open. Yeah. You know, it's very open. Uh, it's got a lot of room to breathe, and the, mm-hmm. the pre-chorus builds, and then all of a sudden, it just kind of uh, it really opens up, and it's a great great theme song, I think. And I think you mentioned Spring Returns in this in this track. Yeah, I, that's the one probably drawback to you know Return of Spring had probably thirty or forty songs written with it in mind and the ones a lot of the ones that made it talk about spring returning so it's, it's a little bit overkill but i think lyrically it, it works in that way and i don't i don't mind it showing up more on this record than on on the other season records where i really don't talk about, about summer a lot on on summer um autumn gets it's some mentions um but this one's a little more direct i think and um you mentioned that riff and, and i came up with that probably first and I wrote it on I have that red guitar I don't know if you've ever seen my big red acoustic guitar it's really good for live recording but I've always shied away from it in the studio and and this is a song where I actually played it um, just the the direct line guitar and I usually don't do that but I was at the time I was looking for new sounds and I'd used my acoustic and other people's acoustics a lot and this is the only song I have where I've I've played that so it's kind of cool and um you know, Dale plays a, a different style of drumming on this um, than um, than on Colorblind. He uses brushes, and, and it's the same drummer, but for me it just sounds like a different guy. And it just shows me how versatile he is. I really think he's a good player. Um, I don't know what else uh, about this song. Anything else struck you? You got you got a lot of references, obviously, to the uh, to the flowers and things, but uh, mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily get all the references on the uh, the second verse. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it was sort of like... You know, the first verse is setting a scene, and um, it's sort of a song about waking up and, and sort of answering the question, you know, am I, when when am I going to grow up? And I'm either going to grow up or I'm not going to, and it's kind of making a decision to, to enter into adulthood. It's kind of ironic, you know, when the, the album originally was about childhood, but this song is about, you know, growing up and, and seeing the world through the eyes of an adult and everything being new. It, it takes on a different different thing. I mean, I think about my daughter. She's six months old today, and, and it's a new thing for me. And, and um, being a parent is very much an adult <laughs> activity. It's not a child activity, usually. Um, but anyway, that being said, the second verse sets up kind of allusion to a childhood story. And it's sort of saying, well, you know, that would be be funny if, you know, if I fell asleep and, and slept through, slept walk through my whole life. But you know, it wouldn't be responsible. <laughs> so, so it's kind of a heavy song in that way. It just sounds kind of pretty, though. So, um, but anyway, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. A lot of layered singing, a lot of um, Beach Boy esque style stuff that I was trying to go for. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, the, I picked up on the, the harmonies. Uh, mm-hmm. are, are some really strong harmonies in there, and then uh, at the end of it, uh, some high notes at the yeah. uh, at the end of the bridge. You know, when you have your own studio and you can work on your record anytime you have free time, sometimes you just go in there and sing really high one day and it'll, it'll make sense. And that's one of those situations where it was kind of an accident. <laughs> you know, you say, well, I don't know what's going to work. Let me sing as high as I can. And that just kind of stuck out. So, um, 
but yeah, that was everything is new. And um, so tell tell us about uh, the plans for your record. I know you did did a, a CD release party a couple weeks ago. How did that go? Went really well. Great great turnout. Um, great support. You know, we we I even uh, ordered a cake for it in, <laughs> That's in awesome. the uh, yeah. umbrella spokes theme uh-huh. uh, theme colors. Um, but yeah, I play at a place uh, pretty regularly called uh, the Elbow Room in, in Chicago. It's yep. uh, they've got an upstairs uh, stage and a downstairs, and upstairs typically reserved for uh, for acoustic artists. And they just basically cool. gave me uh, two hours to just kind of go through go through the record. And mm-hmm. uh, we uh, managed to incorporate uh, a, a pedal that uh, um, that we picked up, mm-hmm. uh, a Line Six pedal, where you can do some pre-recorded things. Oh yeah. Uh, which was which was a lot of fun to kind of be able to as an acoustic artist and solo artist primarily uh, mm-hmm. to be able to have some um, some other instrumentation to play along with. Yeah, that was the Line Six JM4 pedal, I think. Yep. Yeah, yep, that's right. That was a, a a lot of fun to mess with, but um, yeah, it's a cool pedal. And uh, did it, did it all work pretty well for your show? It worked. Yeah, it worked out great live. I I I, I used probably half of the uh, mm-hmm. half of the tracks. Um, kept half of them just pretty much primarily acoustic, yeah. but uh, the audience got a kick out of some of those um, those more high energy ones, and, yeah. uh, uh, and it was it was a lot of fun to play with. And I know the audience got a lot out of it too to have all that extra in- instrumentation. That's good. I mean, one of the challenges I think we face is, you know, we're primarily acoustic artists, but we have full sounding records, and there there's a line that you have to decide to cross. Do you? present yourself live as just an acoustic guitar player that has a full record or do you try to incorporate some of those elements into your show and um it sounds like it 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 came together well so um i know for me i typically tend to stick to just the acoustic guitar but there have been times um in the past where i've I've gone into multi-track sessions and pulled out a couple elements and like shakers and bass to play along to live just to enhance the the show you know um so that's great and uh i'm glad that show went well and um are you going to do any more shows throughout the year or oh got a baby on the way too so we'll we'll wait to see how much time um as you know probably from experience how much time the baby starts taking up uh we're due uh, july july 16th Um, but uh, yeah no no i I plan on i've been uh, submitting my stuff to some uh some festivals uh this is somewhat uncharted territory for me you know uh Having the finished product in hand, uh, you know, usually should be the culmination of, uh, of of what it is, but that's really just the beginning of it. Now you got to try to get it heard, and yeah. be getting some uh, radio play and some uh, uh, did a music video uh, with a friend um, and submitted it. And I guess we're getting some. Uh, I don't have Dish Network, but apparently we're on Dish Network on some channel. Great, um, great. So for the folks listening out there that love the Convergence track, where can they find your music? We try to put it out there um, in every possible online uh, vendor. So mm-hmm. we've, we're on CD Baby, iTunes, of course, mm-hmm. uh, Bandcamp, which is I'm, I've grown quite fond of. Uh, thanks, thanks to you passing that on to me. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fun group of folks there who who run that. Uh, when I sold my first CD on, on on Bandcamp, they send you a little note saying, uh, "Looks like your mom must have purchased a record because <laughs> you have a have yeah. a sale or some, something along those lines." So yeah, they have a lot of fun with it pretty great i love band camp um that's great well good luck with that i know um having a new board around things kind of go on get pressed pause for a while i know for me i played my last public show um december 12th and you know i've done a couple private shows and some special events that were you know contracted but just in terms of going out and gigging it's it's 
not really the time <laughs> to do that. So, um, so anyway, I, I wanted to mention to folks that I'll, I'll be starting uh, a Kickstarter campaign for the return of spring uh, in early July. I'm getting the video together now, and, and uh, that's all coming together. But keep an eye out for um, your chance to become a part of funding uh, the record and getting a copy early. And uh, you're on the web, Rob, at convergenceband.com. Is that right? You got it, convergenceband.com. No, looking forward to your Kickstarter, too. Yeah, it'll be cool. And I'm trying to find some creative rewards, <laughs> um, make something cool. But uh, I, I, as well, be probably playing a couple shows in the fall uh, to support the record. Uh, and um, who knows, maybe we'll cross paths and do a show together or something. That'd be great. i got to get up to Chicago again. That would be fun. Um, but anyway, uh, that pretty much brings our show to a close. I'd like to thank Rob. Thanks, Rob, for being here. No, my pleasure. Long-time listener, so it's, it's fun to be uh, be a part of the uh, the actual podcast. Yeah, cool. And um, everybody, will you'll have a good month. And um, look for the Kickstarter campaign sometime in July. And we'll see you next month. Thanks for tuning in.